God just keeps telling me, he's like, you got a song to sing. You got a song to sing. And we know it gets awkward like at times or whatever. But the, it's really just about our heart connecting with his, right? Ain't that what worship is? This is a communal act of worship, right? We're in here together just to connect. Like, and he's telling me, like, somebody don't believe they have anything to offer. I don't, like, it's just a lie. You, like, you don't have something to offer. You have your yes. And if that's all you got, just give it to him, right? So just dive in with us. Like, dive in with us. It, it, we don't want to watch. Like, we don't want to, nobody's watching anybody else. There's no watching. So let's just close our eyes for a minute. And if all you got, if your whole song is thank you for saving my soul, like thank you for picking me up out of the pits of hell and turning me from who I was into somebody different, but you have a song to sing. And I know some people's not musical or whatever, you can blame them on whatever you want to, but if your heart connects with his, it'll just, it starts coming out. Like it, there's nothing left. I come in here so many times. This team comes in here so many times. We don't have a lot to offer. Because whatever circumstances, emotions, learning how to navigate this whole thing, but I guarantee you at the end of the day, we can all sit down and say, God, thank you. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for picking me up out of the pits, getting me out of the dirt, renewing my mind daily, saving me from myself. I just want everybody to close your eyes. I don't, I don't usually do this, but that's what he wants. Close your eyes. We're going we're gonna to collectively connect with him. Because somebody don't believe, somebody believes they don't have a song to sing. And we're fixing to sing it with you.
want to share something with y'all real quick. Uh, Holy Spirit was sharing with me on the drums. Uh, this morning was uh, way different for us as a worship band. We got in here this morning to practice. And Dad made a statement when he got the mic and said, Holy Spirit kind of came and just hijacked our service. Actually, he did it before any of y'all ever got here. We came in and tried to go through our set because that's what we do. We're people of uh, habits. And we come in and it was just train wrecking. But we're prideful people and we're like, we got this. This is what we do. We're a worship band. Until finally Scott said, guys, this ain't working. This is terrible. I mean, he didn't say it in those words, but we knew what he meant. And he said, just play this song. And we just pulled a random song out of the hat went in and just let him begin to do it. And it took us into this place. And that's how Sunday morning worship went this morning. We just got up here and we have a joke going amongst the team. It just says, put it in D and see what happens. It's literally what we did. And it gave him the opportunity. And it created some space for Holy Spirit to just begin to do some things and minister in some times of worship. That the worship didn't become all about uh, program and principle and ritual. And we come do four songs, we take an offer and we get a message and we go home. But through it all, you could, we never go into those moments without that awkward time at the beginning. You know, that time we've been in for a while in here, most of you are getting uncomfortable and you're sweating and you're like, what's really going on? And Holy Spirit began to share with me on the drums what He's doing and He's breaking the mentality that the Israelites had. Because the Israelites loved God and they loved the blessings of God and they loved living for God as long as they'd done it with Moses as their mediator. And see, most of our lives are wrapped up to where the worship band is your mediator. The preacher is your mediator. The church service is your mediator. See, it's okay if you have it structured so we're busy the whole time. But don't make me do my own thing. Do you know why we're uncomfortable singing our own song in here? Because we never sing our own song on our own time. Do you realize that if you were to show up on a Sunday morning and everyone gets seated and pastors say, Today, we're going to put on some light music and we're only going to pray. Do you realize that 90% of the congregation would be disappointed? Why? Because they haven't done it all week. So they don't expect to come. They expect to come here and get a mediator. They expect to come here and say, you go get God and bring God to me. Holy Spirit begin to show me on the drums. I'm about to break that in life, church. Wow. Do you know the ones that made it to the promised land? The ones that didn't need a mediator. They said, I want to be in the, I want to be in the presence. I want to live in the promises. So he began to show me in a moment. I don't know how far I can take this about this morning because I'm trying to be very not offensive. He began to show me this morning through some things that were happening that I noticed just as a pastor. And at first I was very discouraged in the moment. And then he began to show me, listen. Some people are so addicted to having a mediator that when you remove the mediator, you're going to remove some people. They didn't get to take everybody into the promised land. Not everybody made it into that place. And he began to show me, I'm about to create some moments and it's going to be so awkward without the mediator that those that have to have it are going to say, you know what? I need to find me a church that has a good mediator. I declare today, God began to break something in this church. And we're about, if you need a mediator, we're about to become the poorest mediators you've ever found. We're going to be so boring. We're going to be so not caught up with the pleasure of the people. 
I'm telling you, it's coming. We're coming to a place where you're going to come to Life Church not because you need a good preacher or a good band, but you know when you walk in, I'm getting to be with the one and only, the King of Kings. I don't need you to sing me a song. I don't need you to pray a prayer over me. I've been singing and praying all week. I don't need you to stir up my Holy Spirit. I've been stirring him up all week. I just came here to find somebody else who's been doing the same thing. And when we're doing it together, oh, come on. The problem is you're just wanting to get to heaven to do it. I say we do it now. I say we make this place so much like heaven. It'll be a disappointment to die. Come on now. Come on, let's change some things. Let's change some mentalities. Let's change. See, Sunday nights are usually different. They're usually not the same. They're usually a lot smaller crowds. Why? Because people need mediators. I guarantee you show up to a Sunday night on Life Church, you better not be looking for a mediator. You don't need a Moses. You need to climb that mountain yourself and say, put me in the presence. I don't need you to tell me what he's like. I want to look at him for myself. I want to see him for myself. I want him for myself. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we will no longer rely on a man or on a woman. I don't need a mediator to stand between me and my father. I can go there myself. Thanks to the cross, I can boldly approach the throne of grace. And I don't need you to tell me what he looks like. I'll look at him for myself. I want to stare at you in the face myself. Let this be a house that doesn't promote mediators. We just promote the presence. We just promote his presence. And we don't need someone to usher us in. We brought it in with us. Father, thank you. Yeah, that doesn't. declare the, 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 the spirit of a mediator the addiction to a mediator is being broken right now it's being broken right now I don't need a priest to walk me by the hand no 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 thanks to the blood of Jesus Christ come on we don't understand in the Old Testament you couldn't do this on the Old Covenant you couldn't do this we'd all be dead right now in the Old Covenant but thanks to the cross to an old rugged cross and the blood that was spilled he took it back to a place and he poured it on an altar and he said now you can come by yourself you don't need a Moses thank God for the Moseses of our day thank God for the leaders of our day thank God for a pastor that was willing to carry us for so long but from now on So I could walk in here myself. 
I believe everything Abba does is uh, generationally directed. And I love this concept because just working with the children of Israel and, and trying to get in the promised land, you realize there were some of them that were born so late, they didn't even know what it was like to live in the wilderness. I believe our children don't have to grow up knowing what it's like to live in the religious wilderness, to live in a wilderness of religion, religiosity and, and, and not getting what we're supposed to get and not living in the areas that we're supposed to live in. But if we can create a culture, if we can create a culture that says, you can walk right in there yourself, son. You can go right in there yourself. I want to raise up children that live in a culture of the promise. Not a culture of the circling the mountain. But God is beginning to do some things in life, church. He's beginning to turn some things and change some things. He's so bringing us back to a place of prayer. And we always hear the old saying, there's two types of people in this world. This kind and that kind. I believe he is for sure revealing to us there's two types of people. Those that pray and those that don't. He's so bringing us back into a place that it's not going to be surprising that when we show up on a Sunday morning and he raptures it in the moment, just arrests this whole situation in a moment and we spend the entire morning in prayer or the entire morning in worship or the entire morning in teaching. Whatever it may be, he's so coming in to break our program geared, has to be this way, this is the way we've always went to church. Why? Because when it's so like that, you don't even have to engage. You can just be there. You can just float through. How many Sundays, if we're honest, how many Sundays have we come to church and we never even engaged? We just kicked it in neutral. Just went through the motions. He's changing it. He's bringing us into a place that says there ain't going to be no more neutral. You're not going to come here relying on some person, somebody to get you there. You're going to come in and enter into that place. You're just going to come in and enter that place. This is why there's houses of worship all across America. I know if you tend to watch the news much, you don't know any of this. Because the news ain't going to tell you about the places of worship all across America where people are lining up hours in advance to get in and worship, to get in and pray. They're not going to tell you about the 24-7 prayer houses that are all over America that are seeing things happen, that are praying, and abortion clinics are being shut down one right after another. They're not going to tell you all that that's going on. Maybe we need to turn some things ourselves. Maybe we need to turn some of the news feed that we're allowing to come in and some of the things that we're seeing and some of the things that we're reading. Until I said some of that, some of you sitting in this room didn't even know any of that was going on. He's changing things. He's changing things, Life Church. He's so bringing us back into a place of prayer. We've been in prayer and a somewhat prayer revival for what, two, three months now? About 64 days. And if you think we're looking for the end, you're wrong. 
we're only about to turn it up. We're only about to press in. We're only about to find another altar and spend another hour and press in another time because we have come to the point of realizing we've been given the most greatest privilege in the world and that is to kneel at one of these altars. And if we don't put it back at the top of the list, we're going to keep circling this mountain. We're going to keep circling this mountain. We're about to transition and we're going to let Rosetta come unless you're going to say something first. You are? I just want to pray. Of course you are. I just want to pray over us, Life Church, because Life Church. Because I'm telling you, sitting on those drums a while ago, he began to reveal it to me in such a way. It became so real to me what he was doing. And you know what? <laughs> There's a scripture that's I want to use the word haunting me, but that sounds really bad. But I don't know how else to describe it in this moment. And it's the scripture where Jesus was praying to the Father and he said, I did what I was supposed to do. I didn't lose one of them. That's what Jesus prayed. (laughs) Isn't that wild? And as a pastor, this scripture is beginning to burn in me and I don't know why yet. But I want to pray over us as Life Church because so much is happening, so much is changing. There's a lot of pressure coming. There's, there's, there's things happening. And I want to pray over us as Life Church. I want to pray like Jesus said when he prayed over Peter and said, Peter, I'm praying for you that your faith don't fail you. Man, it's easy to preach in here tonight. You are set up now. Let's pray together. Father, we just want to say thank you. Oh, we just want to say thank you that you were willing to come in here tonight. Change some things up. Speak into some people. Direct us and guide us. God, we want to say thank you because we don't say it enough. We don't thank you enough that you tore the veil. We don't thank you enough that we're living in a better promise, a better covenant with better promises. We don't stop and say thank you enough. So, Father, above everything else, let's hear the church just say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Thank him. Are you thankful that we live in a better covenant with better promises? That the veil has been torn. Father, we say thank you. And, Father, as a pastor and a leader of this church, I I am praying for your children, for us here. I am praying that our faith don't fail us. I'm praying that in the times and in the moments and in the pressures and the things that are coming, in the shifting, in the turning, in the breaking, that our faith don't fail us, but strengthen us, keep us. God, let us, if nothing else, run to one another. God, let us be help to one another in those moments, in those times. Weld this group together. Unite us as one. Jesus prayed, make them one as we are one. Father, make this church one. Unify us, Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you're doing. We embrace what you're doing right now, Father. We accept what you're doing right now. We accept it into our lives. We accept it into our spirits. We accept it into our hearts. Saying, God, we no longer want to rely on a mediator of a man. But we want to, by faith in Jesus Christ, enter into that place ourselves. And live in such close communion that when the preacher says it's time to pray... I am leaping with joy on the inside. That it's not awkward. It's my life. It's my life. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said.